0: Now we can do a show. It's really hot in here, but we can do a show.
1: We're gonna do a show. Well, you got yeah, your uh, dry fit on, so
0: you're good. I don't. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish there. Is that what is?
1: you got like a workout shirt on. It's got so, the aerated armpits. And,
0: it's not a workout shirt. shirt well, not for, not when you wear shit. it.
1: Shit! It's not a workout ah, shirt when shit. you wear it. Shit!
0: I swore again. Ah, shit! I'm sorry, John. No, it's not. The, it's not the shit. shit. It's the f bombs she doesn't like. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am uh, Brian Irwin, and I'm John Huck, and I was just scolded by my mom. I'm, I'm loving that Can we just bring our guest in right away Just yeah. have a conversation Yeah, you because you heard. He heard, he heard the whole thing yeah. Daniel Stesson, hello Daniel Daniel hey. Stesson,
1: how are you buddy? I'm doing well, thank you Thanks for coming on the show Brian leaves this music on for like 15, 20 minutes <laughs> Let me know if it starts to drive you fucking
0: crazy what was at Sea it's Hooray for Hollywood Then it was in there Oh right, yeah You familiar with this song from back in the day? Have you ever <laughs> yeah. heard this song? Do you have There's this album? Do you have this album?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> This is one of those stars on forty-five mixes from. Yeah, I would do. I'm sure my dad had like all these on records. I don't think your dad had stars on forty-five. I've seen pictures of your father. I can't imagine your dad without the record star going. I need this one.
1: No, it's not about needing it, or it's not about being at a record store and needing something. It's about um, just collecting over the years, and with other things, he would get. People would be like. Yeah, take these too. Because it was essentially someone just moving crap out of their basement and he was like, Oh yeah, you got these films? They're like, Oh, also all this stack of records and he's like, Okay. And my dad never said no to stuff like that. So it was like he just
0: collected. My dad was big into to um uh, old time radio, like, you know, like yeah. uh the- theatrical Benny. kind of no 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 like theatrical, like so it would be like, stories, you know, the Dude. shadow and stuff like that. So he would listen to all that. Yeah. I remember the first time I went over to a friend's house and I kind of understood the obsession with like Music because this my friend's mom was clearly obsessed with Elvis because it was Elvis oh. shit all over the place and the record player was always playing Elvis music and that's when I was kind of like is there something like what is this I thought you it's just a haunted house <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that it's just I don't know man it's just like that's a, it was just a weird thing you know that that someone could be that obsessed with one thing I thought if you like music you like all sorts of music well turns out no some people just some, like one thing <laughs> some people but that I think. I think in today's
1: that might have been true back then when you couldn't get there w- there wasn't such a like a barrage of different types of music that you that were at your fingertips essentially all the time like the, the the greatest thing about music now is like stuff like Pandora when you just like you put on a station of the kind of like I like Megadeth so I'll we'll put on Megadeth Pandora but I don't like any new Megadeth so I fast forward <laughs> to that and I listen to the old stuff and then they, in between all that they play like Black Sabbath and you know and there's all this like older older kind of metal and i like that and it's just like the difference that comes with that and then i just turn on talking heads radio and it's like all this like 80s kind of like new wave stuff and it's just the the idea that we can have so much variety is 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 uh
3: well it's, it's refreshing. the idea that there's new Megadeth. well dude they, they just put <laughs> is that out what you just found out i just learned that they actually
1: can you turn me down a little um uh, or my earphones um They actually just put out a new album, and it's uh, pretty good, to be honest. It's the first one that I thought has been really, really good for a while, but I'm, I'm not like a diehard fan anymore. I just like the first three albums.
0: Right. Four albums, really, but so you'd be disappointed if you went to concert and they just they, they just came out of the box with their new uh, yeah, 15 that's, songs that's
1: happened to me before I've seen them three or four times and like one of those times was like
0: here's our new record
1: and I was like what happens to an
0: audience I've never been to a show where somebody's done that but I wonder if that's just an audience if after a while people are like yay no I think
1: if it depends on the band because I was me and Eddie went and saw Iron Maiden and they came out and were like look we got this new album coming out we're gonna predominantly play songs that sounds very apologetic from them first off the way they're saying it no they were just letting us know that the. songs we're about to hear weren't haven't been heard before and it was awesome we had a great it was great you know but that's iron maiden they put out great records it's like and megadeth does their fans love their their
0: their records so it's not like you're not gonna get in trouble like megadeth send us an email no no no, i know megadeth now but i'm just saying like i'm not megadeth at gmail.com hey huck (laughs) what's this just saying we don't put out good stuff anymore sincerely megadeth (laughs) winky face (laughs) i don't I don't know that they signed
1: their name as a band. I think Dave Mustaine does pretty much all of it.
0: Now, back to your mom. Please yeah. explain to Daniel and I what happened when you walked into the, into the uh, podcast studio, also known as my basement.
1: Uh, I was talking to my mom about a trip that I'm taking in July, and uh, the conversation turned to... she had, I was like, well, I got to go, because I'm at Brian's house, and we're going to do the podcast today. And she goes, oh... Because she, she asked me a couple weeks back, how do I find your podcast? And I, I should have just said, don't. <laughs> Uh, but instead, I was like, "Oh, you just go here because what?" Up? In my head, this is this is how I this is how Hollywood I've become. In my head, I'm like, "Oh, cool, another listener. <laughs> maybe she'll subscribe. Maybe she'll tell my aunt. Maybe maybe my whole family will listen." Is and that now, how you
0: build success? It starts no, with mom, it's, then your
1: not, dude, it's not, dude. I mean, if you're selling knives, that's how you start. That's how you start success, right? But she talked me out of that one too when I was in high, when I was in high school I was like I'm quitting this I had a tele I could I had an inbound telemarketing job which is literally the easiest telemarketing people call you to order stuff and I it was the easiest job there was like I worked with my buddies and still somehow I was like I hate fucking work like I was so angry about it so I was like This kid that uh, was my manager, this skinny weasel, was my manager at this inbound telemarketing place, and he was like, he's like, I'm quitting this, dude. I'm gonna sell knives, (laughs) and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you do this thing, you make your own hours, you're your own boss. And I was like, I like these things, yeah. Because in my head, my own hours, I'll never work. Like my own hours are zero. That's (laughs) what I (laughs) want to give myself. And then I was like talking to my mom about it, and and I'm like, I I went to this class, and I I was like, well, you know, they told me I just gotta get these knives. And she goes, "Uh uh-huh. And who do you think you're gonna sell those knives to? (laughs) I go. I go well, you know, I go around. She goes, uh huh. You think you're going to go to my friends and sell knives? Because my friends don't need knives. So I was like, oh no, I'll just ask what people in the neighborhood. Those are my friends. This is my neighborhood. This is where we live. People know us. You can't just go sell knives. I was like, well then, excuse like, me. If you want to go door to door in Downers Grove or somewhere, and I was like, I don't want to do that. And then I quickly decided I wasn't going to be a knife salesman. Now back to your mom's uh, anger about the podcast. Right, too. She wasn't. It wasn't I'm even. I'm glad you don't sell knives, by the way. But continue. It wasn't even anger. Uh, it was just I, she. She had asked me where to find it. I guess she had listened to a couple of them. And I always give people the same spiel. I'm like, start with this one. Listen to this one. This was a good one. And then, of course, she listens to the one Jeff was on, my brother. You know, she likes that. Um, so I, she's like, yeah, she goes, I've listened to a couple. And I almost was like, oh, yeah, what did you think? But I didn't because I didn't really have time. So I was going to go, oh, okay, thanks. And then she goes, uh, have fun doing it. And I go, okay. She goes, maybe drop some of those F-bombs because you keep using those a lot. And I was like, uh, it's an adult podcast, Mom. I'm sorry, but. Sometimes that happens, and then you heard it, and then you're like, uh, "I hope this is real." And I go, "Yeah, it's real."
0: Have uh, Daniel? Ha- have you? Uh, um, have your parents ever give you any, any constructive criticism on the things that you've done that you th- <laughs> that? I, I guess we'll start with unwarranted, and, and then maybe not, or however you say that, and then go from there.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of confusion. Uh, <laughs> there's always a lot of confusion, um, in why. You know, basically, oh, let's put it this way. I've heard that a lot of times. Maybe you should clean it up. Maybe you should. Right. My dad always was like, when you go in the meeting, why don't you put on a suit? Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. Yeah, it always it, starts with a suit. Put on a suit. But L- look at yourself. Right. How old's your dad? 74. Right. Okay. He's different generation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My dad passed away when he was 72, but it was, it was the same. My, this is a funny. My parents came out to, see, uh, to LA to visit. Um, me and my brother were living out here at the same time. And we went to. I was doing this really small comedy show at Aura, uh, Aura Ca- uh, Cafe or Aura Bar in in Studio City. TK ran it. It was a, above. It was like this Armenian nightclub that <laughs> they did comedy in every couple days or whatever. So my parents come out to see the show, and um, you know I'm not super nervous. You know I'm, I'm I was still it was a long time ago, so I was still kind of newer to comedy. But so I, you know I Rick Kunkler. Uh, I don't know if you know Rick.
0: I know who he is. You eh? know who
1: he is. Well, Rick Conkler is very funny to me. He he makes me laugh super hard and he's always made me laugh. And we always had fun at those TK shows he was hosting the show. Rick wears a three-piece. He wears a vest with a tie. He's very old-schooly, but then he tells a lot of butthole jokes. Right. So it's like he's he works this kind of like vaudeville guy and he'll play the guitar sometimes, uh-huh. but then he'll tell you a fucking big giant cock joke. Like he 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 kind of works this he walks this fine line and uh-huh. he in the middle of his set, he was like, he knew that my parents were there. And he's like, um, you know, uh uh Mr. Huck, do you do you smoke pot? And and like my brother's like, Oh shit. My brother's sitting next to him, my brother's like, okay. And he like turns to him, like, I gotta watch this. And my dad's got his arms crossed, and he's like, No. <laughs> and then uh and Rick goes, Well, you should talk to your son, he's got a pretty sweet supply. And I'm in the back, like, hey dude, what the yeah. <laughs> <coughs>
2: <clears throat>
1: So... So he does that. He asked my parents if they still do it doggy style. He asked them all this weird, rude shit. Oh, good, good. And I was like, good. I was in the I back, going, listening now. I go, I, I can't believe you're you're asking these questions, dude. You <laughs> fucking asshole. And I was really, in my head, I'm like, oh, my dad. That is was your think, first F Bob. My my dad's gonna I think miss that I, uh, you know, that I, I I work with these these dicks, and like, I was just kind of nervous about what he's gonna think. And at the end of the show, I was I was waiting outside. My brother comes out to me. He goes, um, <laughs> you know who Dad really likes. I go, who? He goes, Rick Kunkler. Yeah. I go, why? He goes, because he wears a fucking suit and plays the guitar. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything go, oh, else didn't oh, matter. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So your dad's Dad, right.
3: He is right. And I, I actually, you know what? Like, there's there's that moment where he, uh, my actually, my stepfather said to me one time, like, uh, how's that working for you? You know, like, in this way, I'm, I, that's something that'll come later, but he... He, in an insulting way, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like when when I'm like, hey, I'm trying to lose weight. And someone uh, looks like us, how's that how's working? Working exactly. for you, Fat ass. Exactly.
3: And uh, you know, I, I was it was just at this moment in time where I was like, I gotta I gotta try something new here. Nothing's working. Right. I'll put on a suit. And then I'm sitting at a general meeting at Funny or Die wearing a suit. <laughs> and everyone like, else is like skateboarding yeah. <laughs> to work. And I'm like, you're like, okay, what am I doing? <laughs> but you know, it worked out. It worked well. <laughs> they they were like, cool man. Like, and it and it started working out. And I called him. And I was walking back from the meeting. I was like, I was like, hey man, I just want to let you know, I wore a suit to a meeting. And he's like, oh yeah, how'd it go? I'm like, I got another meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it doesn't matter. You I mean, could, that's- you could, yeah. That's that, great. There's something to be said. The suit is not going out of style.
1: No, the suit doesn't go. And neither does just looking presentable. Yes, and it's and and I get that we're all like we're com, like I'm a comic, and like the stereotype is that I do this because I can't do anything else, and I can't wake up before noon, dude. I'm up at six a.m. six thirty every day. True. Like, oh, it's crazy, you know dude. what I mean? And like I and and there's nothing wrong with like looking showered, combing your hair, like having a shirt that's not a filthy is there a camera
3: in here that we just look at us real quick though i know we all look like shit <laughs> but we're
1: also all doing a podcast right now this we're not in a general meeting we're not like this could be a meeting how do you know i'm not having a hold in a meeting but i used to when i used to do stand-up i would wear jeans with ripped holes in the crotch sure. and the knees like i would just be like, i would show up looking like a homeless person but and then
3: part of the thing
1: it was because i used to talk about how homeless i looked and then when i showed up in jeans that didn't have a rip mark franco goes dude what are you going to talk about tonight? <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, yeah, good, good point.
0: point. <laughs> oh my god. Well, the, I think that <clears throat> from a creative standpoint, uh, uh, you can easily become against the suit because that means you're accepting the role of uh, of just being like everybody else, and yeah. you want to express your individuality. And the suit seems but to be that thing in the '50s. You know no, what I mean? but but I'm saying? But I think like... that's what's ingrained in there. But let's take a step back. One, I've always called you Daniel, but is that what everybody calls you? Is that what you go by? I just I, I did it off of a call sheet, so I just assumed. Sure Or is everybody else What do you normally uh,
3: Like people call me Danny uh, They do After a couple beers Or you know (laughs) Other After sex Yeah after sex But
0: your general name That you wander around with Dan, Daniel, or Danny Uh, All three of them Oh really For me
3: honestly Like whoever Whatever you're feeling I I know that's confusing to people But I have three Well it's
0: just
1: It's interesting that you you
3: don't have one Where you go No
0: please don't call
1: me There was
3: a guy And I went to theater school I wore the t-shirt today Eugene
1: O'Neill Theater Center Okay
3: And um, there was a guy there uh, who I I will never forget. His name was Timothy. And every time I'd be like, Tim, can you? He goes, Timothy. (sighs) Timothy. And I'm like, (laughs) all right, Tim. Uh, You know what I mean? And then you just want to kind of dig at it. Like, come on. Yeah. Why are you? You're mad? Like, I'm trying. I don't have a lot of time here. Yeah. I'm
0: shortening your name. <laughs> did you ever find out did he have like a, I didn't a ask. backstory kind of like
3: of, he had like um kind of like a zodiac killer, killer vibe yeah. to him where he's like very clean and very like everything you was... will remember my name. Exactly, <laughs> Timothy after I murder your dog.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> where did you grow up? I grew up in Syracuse, New York. Okay. Nice. Yeah. The Cuse. Yeah. Yeah, love it there. And what
0: was your uh, life like? Uh, You come from a big family, small family, mom and dad still together, all that stuff? No, no,
3: my folks separated when I was very young. I don't necessarily ever remember them together. Oh, okay. Um, Which is like a good thing, I think. When I think of them together, it's like flames and different thoughts that, you know, visuals that I get. But um, my mom's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't use the F word, dude. Don't use the F word. They hate that. (laughs) No, just from you. Oh, they only—they
1: pr- only hate it from me. I do swear a lot. Yeah,
3: but they both back. remarried. By, when I was around ten or so, so I'm—I'm technically—and and they, they have—I uh, have step brothers and sisters on my mom's side, and I, my my father um, had a daughter with my stepmom, so I have a half sister uh, who I love very much, uh, who grew up in the house. I grew up with my dad, uh, but I'm the only child technically
0: from from your mom from and dad. Mom and dad. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. so so you were ten by the time. How old were you when you actually had another sibling you were living with? 10. 10. So yeah. there was kind of a were you detached because it's just Yeah, still That's am. just a sniveling, yeah, right? I mean, that's a hard thing, right? Yeah. It's like you can't how how does a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old, 13 How does a teenager want to be hanging out with a toddler? Now, did you ever get stuck with like babysitting responsibilities and no. stuff like that? Well, you no. got lucky. No, yeah. I just you wasn't never responsible. were responsible or, or did you make sure that you were not responsible enough to be asked that question? For
3: sure. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, there there's no way that was happening. I, you know, I was I was a, you know, fairly rebellious uh child that i feel like everyone is though mm-hmm. um especially the people i meet now three of you do, do, are, are doing what we here. do yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so um yeah man I, I grew i grew up uh tr- sports all
2: That's, right see you later yeah.
3: sports is a uh, big part of my it's like a past life what uh, what me.
0: sports were you into as a kid?
3: I played all the way through. I played um, football, wrestling, lacrosse. Okay, and then uh, then I actually went to college to play lacrosse. You did played at very East Coast. Yeah, that's as I
0: say. That's you're the first person I've actually met that actually played lacrosse. But I know that's a that is big on the East Coast. It's like what hockey is in the Midwest. Like there's there's selective. It's weird how that is that there's selective areas where that is something that's bigger than it would be anywhere else. Yeah,
3: my father did a really good job of like keeping me occupied with that and uh, you know it it set some goals early on and uh, you know definitely kept me out of trouble
0: okay
1: (laughs) yeah so you didn't so you didn't because when I started playing football that's when I met like the people that became like terrible influences on me it was like that's when I was like ah let's get drunk I smoke
3: dope sure well there's
0: that jock culture that people think of
3: right there is that's yeah and that's a tricky thing too when you make art it's like uh, I dealt with that a lot in college Um, but you know, my i i went to a, a high school that's kind of like um, varsity blues, right? Where like, you had to play. Like, football, 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 yeah, football. yeah. And this one was lacrosse, and there was no there was no messing around because the head coach, Mike Masser, John Voight, John Voight, John, Voigt. John Voigt. <laughs> <laughs> Um He. He was he like worked the tardy office the first three periods of the day. He was everyone had the same haircut. Everyone he ran a tight ship. Wow! This is a private school? No, or public? public. This is a public school.
0: school. Tight ship on the public
1: school. Oh
3: yeah, he's you know now the field's named after him. He's a he's a legend, and uh, you know I owe a lot to him. And A lot of people do. Just so keep just
1: keeping people. you out of trouble through high school,
3: exactly, which Here, is the time when it's the easiest mm-hmm. to really get into trouble. Mm-hmm. So in
0: my own personal life arc, this is what I always fun was interesting. Like I played, I was, I was big into sports, but I also loved music and I loved the arts, and I used to manage bands, and I w- the bands always hated jocks. Yeah, and I, and and then the more I moved away from sports and obviously stayed within music and entertainment, and there's just a lot of people initially were always like. Uh, not like sports, ugh, ugh, or just like so condescending towards it. Mm-hmm. And I know there's that whole ah. like jock slams you up against the the, lo- the locker thing. But I always say to people, even when I have my kids play sports now, you get more out of it than just being a jock and like running around and lifting weights and exercising. Yeah, yeah. You actually <laughs> learn a lot of other things. There's a lot of life lessons you can get out of Absolutely. sports. Structure. Yeah. How to Discipline. be competitive in a competitive world. Like there are other things that athletics. How to give handle you. loss.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Well, but you know, I mean, just but the, but everybody focuses on well, if you were then clearly you were just a jerk. Like that's the first place they go, which is not necessarily true.
3: Yeah. There, there is. Um. I, again, I, I, you know, I went to school. I knew I'm. I knew I was an artist from very young. Um. But the, you know, I happened to, in upstate New York, you know, you you succeed if you're succeeding in this thing, you know, uh, that that's the path you're on. You know, there's the, the the only culture there is the mall, right? You know, and and so that's what we did, and and then if you're good at it, you 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 move on with it, and it's a way out, yeah. in a way, you know. Um, and th- all th- when I, even when I got to college and I went to Syracuse University, and they're like, you know, yep, you know, I was gonna, I wanted to uh, major in theater, and they tell you, yeah, 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 and then you get there, and they're like, no. <laughs> You don't have time for that, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And then, so then I well, had, bait and switch. There was a very much a bait and switch, and uh, but again, I would I don't regret any any of that. And stuff. this is
0: because the amount of time you had to put into oh my God, yeah. athletics yeah. is just not going to happen because yeah, you'd have to put you would have had to put in the same amount of time in theater, right? It's another it's, yeah. yeah
3: yeah yeah. So I you know I, I minored in it. And actually, one of the minors there at school with me was Ricky Lindholm, who's uh, yeah, she's yeah, she's on uh, well, another period Gar- at the moment. Garfunkel and Oates, that's right, and uh, another we were, period. Yeah, we were uh, we were um, friends since back then. Nice, um, and we were both we we're both theater minors there. Um, Did she also play a sport? Is that why she was she's? No, I don't, know, I don't actually know. No, she didn't. She seemed like she probably had a couple other things going yeah. on. Probably, probably pretty smart. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Hold on. You guys both tell me that you can go to college and be indecisive. Ooh,
1: man, you can go to college, graduate, get out, and still be indecisive. <laughs> yeah. For that's sure. the average live male 20, until the age of 40. Live 20 yeah. years and still not know what the hell you're so doing. You
0: had alluded to earlier that you knew early on that you were an artist. What type of artistry are we talking about here? Like, what were the things that fascinated you? And obviously, because I know what you do now, so I'm curious how this.
3: Please yeah, say I, interpretive I, dance. Please I say think, interpretive I dance. Think, yeah. <laughs> the first time I danced my name, um, I didn't have a name for a while. Well, then I, and then the my, dance my part parents part were out. like, yeah. It's the only time my parents I saw my parents together was when I I had to dance my name mm-hmm. in front of them. Oh, it's beautiful. It was nice. And and weird. Oh, get we, it. Were all <laughs> we were all naked.
1: We were all naked. That's like being born, dude. That's what What's, Jesus wanted.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay. Now we're getting into... <laughs> Um, uh, you know, you know, very young. I, you know, here's the thing. Like again, I didn't have an older sibling. I was kind of I was by myself a lot, and uh, you know, we had a lot of woods and forests over there. So, you know, I would I would run through there and and just kind of imagine whatever I wanted, and uh, a lot of alone time through that period. Um, and and I guess the first thing I thought I wanted to do was be an actor, but it's because I didn't have any exposure to any other part of it when you're young you're watching it you think like the actor made the entire movie
1: without this guy there'd be nothing (laughs) but he was there for fucking three weeks yeah (laughs) doing the least amount of work on set the least amount of time was late (laughs) yeah was late
3: held up production got drunk annoyed everybody forgot his lines um so uh the you know but when you're young that and when you're young and you're from upstate New York and it's, you know, 1993 or whatever it is, I'll I don't know. You. I will kill you. <laughs> it, it, you only think that that's what the actors are, they're yeah. doing everything. And so that was my exposure, you know, and uh, and also music videos. I know, I remember, you know, watching the early Michelle Gondry's and uh, Spike Jones, Chris Cunningham videos and being like, that's what I want to do. So it's like that... That kind of I got like the the acting bug from you know like movies like Mission Impossible like Tom Cruise like really did it for me back in the day and I remember I remember someone back in college they were like who's your favorite actor and I remember saying Tom Cruise and then I no they were like cool cool and then I but then like I laughed at me (laughs) like ten years later yeah yeah. you know but you don't know and I'm not like (laughs) now now I'm I'm so much more comfortable with my past self now that I've actually f- done something, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like something that's, Kind of scratch the surface of satisfaction. that You're
0: looking to do. That, yeah, were you holding like, yourself define- accountable for something? Is that what you mean by that? Like, yeah, you're like just you, like, like, oh, you want to def- define
3: a voice. Or, yeah, you know, you want to. I don't know what it is. Right. But
0: I, I
1: think what you're saying too is that you can laugh at the way you were because you're happy with the path you're on now. That's right. Whereas if you were like, if I had like stayed at the small town I went to college with and just kept drinking and getting fatter and eating yeah. worse and you know chain smoking, you can do that here. Then yeah, well, yeah I could. But I was saying if I would have stayed there, that was the path but now I'm on this thing that I like doing so so I can laugh about my right. past behavior and like my stupid mistakes and like my stupid mistakes are what basically led me here. You know what I mean? So I, it's, it's okay to kind of like mock it and make fun of it.
3: I, 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 I won a national championship in the year 2000 uh, in lacrosse and we, yeah. we played in <clears throat> play, when I played in four final fours, three national championships and we won one my junior year. I lost in double overtime my senior year Ooh. to Princeton. Oh. And so all of these things that we're, we're talking, like there, there's a lot going on here where, where like I, as soon as I got out, I, I like, I knew, I went to NTI and I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wasn't able to do it the whole time. I was drafted uh, to the indoor league and all this stuff. And I just realized like, listen, I finally am getting the opportunity to go to school, to do what I want to do. Okay. And with that, um, I rejected because the because of that jock versus artist like duality like they, they don't get a lot of the juxtaposition they, it it really it really messed with me uh, in a real way and and it wasn't until I was about thirty two or so that I could really let go when when I realized I couldn't I wasn't ever gonna play again was when I became started becoming okay with okay. my past. But there was this like looming thing, and and you know even my folks would always be like, well, you know when things were tough and I'm I'm waiting tables or doing whatever, you know, well you can go um, you can go play in pro league, you can go uh, you can play. My dad always like you can play indoor football. You can be you can play indoor. And I'm like, I know, but like <laughs> I'm trying to like I'm trying to draw on the wall on <laughs> outside in Greenpoint, you know, Brooklyn, yeah. and and you can't explain when you're one thing. You, it's hard to explain to to other people they can't see you
0: in another way
3: no and and you know what you learn here, even here when you're making stuff like you need you need to just choose what it is you are and then just go for that and then once that is is in place a little bit you can kind of branch out but you can't just go along doing like five different things and getting like a b minus and everything
0: no and that's some of the best advice honestly when it comes to this business that's probably some of the best advice i've probably ever heard on this show from people which that is a big problem you have to define one thing because you can always go back to other stuff but you got to succeed in something people
3: are like they they always want to put you in a box and then people get all mad and they fucking they're they're all pissed and, and you're like well okay well, let, let's let them let's do that. Like it, it took a. I I do a lot of reflecting and uh, and trying to figure out how uh, like what what is happening next and why why we exist at all. You know, if if I have to if I have to pay my phone bill, like why do I have to pay my phone bill? This is the whole thing. Right. <laughs> what it comes down to is like, why are we here? What are we doing? If we have to do this stuff, um, I, you know, you might as well be happy, question mark, uh, <laughs> and, and figuring and doing that is like the, one thing at a time, it's like focusing on one thing at a time, um, and I, I will say I'm going to come back to when, when, when the show, um, we met, you want to say how we met? Yes,
0: yeah. We met on, on Dream Corp. It's still, is it still? Can I, are we allowed to talk about it at all? I don't know where it all falls within the. Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, here the the I'll the, let you show, handle that part of it. So there, that there's I don't... a show that I have um, that is might be out in the fall um, called Dream Corp LLC. It's going to be on Adult Swim. Cool. Uh, six episodes, season one, uh, produced by John Krasinski, Stephen Merchant. Awesome. Um, and uh, some great great actors involved, and um, it's I, I feel really pushing the envelope. Um, and I'm really I'm I'm starting to become lear, learn how to uh, be proud of things, and uh, I'm I, I am I'm proud of it. And but right before that whole process of getting that thing off the ground, it's by the time it goes on TV, it'll be three years that I've been working on it. Yeah. And <clears throat> and w- last year when it when the deals were kind of go- going through, and then like lawyers are calling you and your managers calling you, and it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. You excited, you pumped, and then I I just remember being like, I lost in double overtime my senior year in front of 40,000 people I was on the field and Princeton scores and my head dropped I didn't even see it I still haven't watched it I know what that feeling is I'm not I'm I'm trying to stay as even-keeled, even-keeled mm-hmm. as possible <clears throat> yep. through victory and and defeat and and I think again, coming back to what you're saying about organized sports, and it, that's the lesson right there. And you said, you know, it teaches you how to lose, yeah, um, and it also teaches you how to win. And, and it should it should teach you how to win with dignity uh, and grace, exactly, and like exactly. a little, and like you said, and it's a team game. <clears throat> what we do here, it's a team game. It's just not you. There's no even even the comedians, you know. And I, I think like you know, you have your bottle of water and your microphone, and that's really amazing. But there are several other things in play that. Well, sure. There's the people that
1: book you. There's the people that, you know, go on before you. There's the people Mm -hmm. that help you, that give you tags that like, say positive things about your Mm -hmm. set. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You're, You're right in that sense. But when you say like, you can only be one thing, I don't know about that. Like, I still feel like, even while I'm pursuing a career as a stand-up comic I'm also pursuing a career as an actor and I'm writing whenever I can because my main goal is to be entertaining mm-hmm. and and there's multiple ways I can I feel that I can be entertaining whether it's just telling jokes on a stage whether it's performing in front of a camera or whether
3: it's writing something that other people read and deliver those lines sure but it, it what I'm what I'm saying is in that if it if it stays within you like right. if they want to if if you make something like I I'm for example, I made a music video for Ben Harper uh, a couple years back nice. and, and uh, one of my managers at the time was like i don 't know what to do with you." you know like you, you do and you're like, "Oh the, this thing just got into south by Southwest and but because I made a parody video before that got a million views you 're still stuck on that and in, and instead of finding a way to combining combine it, there was I realized that if i 'm Gonna go do the sad beautiful thing, which I love and I think it's really important. Um, it, I, I feel like, you know, I needed to focus on the one, the the one idea, the one like comedy. Yeah, what right? they if, saw
0: you. They apparently saw exactly. you and said, no, no, you should do the comedy stuff. Uh-huh. Guy. You're the comedy. And then stuff I realized
3: guy. that if that if that happens, I see. like if then someone, yeah. then someone is more apt <clears throat> to pay attention to this like, you know, sad beautiful. Uh, heady right. concept that you did because now you also have a little bit more ownership over it. And, you know, at that point, but it takes, you have to build up your brand in a way. Right. Yeah. And, and you're right. If someone came to me and said, We want you to do stunt work now, or we want you That's to what I'm do what, it's
2: like, Wait,
1: what? Why? I do, I fucking try to tell fart jokes over here. And they're like, if, No, no, no. We want you to. If someone did that,
3: will you <laughs> let me know?
1: Yeah, I would let you know. I've done, look, I've done my own stunts. Because I want to be there. I've done my own stunts. <laughs> I actually had a very strange. Uh, I, went, I did a commercial in Prague, and in the commercial, I'm, supposed to, I'm this annoying guy on a plane, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I'm bothering this guy next to me, but this guy next to me, all he wants is a cigarette. So the product <laughs> is, this, is this company It's called Zonic, and it's this spray. It's this nicotine spray that you're supposed to be able to spray in your mouth and it's supposed to cure your craving for smokes. I don't mm-hmm. think they have it in the States or, or ever will because it's probably works addictive <laughs> no yeah yeah, probably, exactly. probably works, yeah it probably He's works dude like i don't need yeah. cigarettes in the united States go, wait whoa
2: whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah, I whoa you, know your role you there need with some that. cigs yeah, with that funny. fried
1: chicken yeah um so uh the in the like i said in the commercial i'm supposed to get sucked out of the top of this plane he presses a button the plane opens up oh. and his arm comes and grabs me and pulls me out uh-huh and uh no one really ran by how it was going to work. So I assumed They're like, okay, well, then the claw comes down, and I see the claw. I'm like, okay. And then it grabs me. It grabs you. I'm like, okay. But we'll put you in a harness, uh-huh. and then we'll raise you up. They with- didn't ask you if you wanted to do your own stunts? So No, for, So not, not even. They were like, are you cool with being in a harness? And I go, yeah, I'm cool being in a harness. And then they put me in the harness, and then they were like, okay, and we're going to raise you up through the thing. <laughs> and then it became like, I was like, And then the whole day, I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. This won't be an issue because they'll do it slowly to protect me Mm -hmm. and then speed it up in post because I know how productions work, right? (laughs) And I thought it would be some sort of a winch system. Nope. It was two guys that did not speak English, Uh and they had a rope, and I was basically attached to the harness. And they were like, okay, make sure you keep your hands and legs straight down because you don't want to hit them on the side of the thing going up. I'm like, okay, and then so they raise me up really fast, and I'm like, oh, that was fast. And the director goes, no, 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 we needed it at full speed. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so then they, they do it again, and they jack me so high that my head hits like, these beams up here. They have this, this is an air, in an airplane hangar in Prague at this like, kind of production studio area. And I just jack my head into the beam. I'm like, oh, shit. I go, oh, man, that hurt. And then these two guys up there, uh, down the below, I look at them and they're going, "Hey, thumbs up!" Like, yeah, right. And I go, I go, no, bad, bad, bad. <laughs> I hit my head two more times, and I was like, "Okay, guys, slower or stop pulling, quicker or whatever it was." But like the people who were making the the ad, people were like saying to the ad and stuff, they're like, "Hey, uh, is, is John okay? He was so, he was having so much fun before lunch, and now he just looks worried." I'm like, and I had this look on my face, like this. Harness was pinching my dick
3: and these, you're still up these, at the two, top yeah, when there at lunch these two
1: guys are, these two guys are jacking me to the rafters I'm just like dude I did not have fun and then the whole thing we shot on a fake plane and then the next day I had to fly home it was like 15 hours on a fake plane then 15 hours on a real plane and when I got on the real plane I look at my ticket I look up the kid I was next to on the fake plane is sitting there goes oh god and I'm like, don't worry dude I'm not going to talk to you and I just oh, sat man. down and like that was it. That was I the
0: saddest like, experience I've ever heard on a commercial, I commercial this, actor.
1: I found this. Well, I asked them too when we were over there. They were like, "You're really good." Because in the audition, they were like, "We want you to. You're on a plane. You're trying to annoy this guy. You got your headphones on. Just think about the most annoying song you could sing on a plane." <laughs> so I started singing La Bamba, but I don't. Know, oh my
3: god, that's terrible! But
1: I don't know any of the real lyrics. <laughs> right. I'm like, ba da ba da la bamba. La-bamba, 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 yes. The whole time, and like they fucking loved that so much that they bought the rights to La Bamba, and then cut the. Co- they did the commercial two different ways, and one of them I'm singing La Bamba, and one of them I'm doing my own made up gibberish. Yes, but he died in, in a plane, plane That's crash. why I picked that song. That yeah, 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 yeah. And they didn't. So, and they pick didn't up know. On that. I think they did. I think they were like they got it, and I thought they think they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> So
3: when we got there... All right, that's cool then. if They,
1: they, they took us all out to dinner and the, this main guy was talking to us and he was like, yeah, you're really good. I go, can I ask why you... Uh you booked this, you cast this commercial in LA and it flew us all the way here. I mean, there's got to be people in Prague that can act, right? And he goes, Yeah, but they don't take it seriously. They think it's this funny, goofy, they think acting is silly. You know what I mean? You guys do it. You want the money. You, you're going to take it serious. You're going to do a good job. Mm-hmm. And he takes like another bite of his food. He goes, And if it goes nationwide, we don't have to pay you residuals. I go, There
0: it is. Because right,
1: yeah. I didn't live, wasn't a citizen over there. You know? right.
0: Welcome to yeah.
1: reality. John. Right. But so two days ago, I'm on Instagram and I see this company, Copenhagen Posters, and they make these really cool, posters and I was I I went to their website and I hit them up and I was like hey I'm thinking about doing a CD by the end of the year I'm wondering if you guys ever do specific like contracted artwork for artists and if you would be interested in doing a CD cover for me really not expecting to hear anything back from them I get an email like whenever the prog difference is it was like I woke up at (laughs) 6am it was on my phone but the guy's like yeah we would love to do something like that But first, it's really funny. I know you. I worked on the Zonic commercial in Prague. No way. And it ran in Sweden for a really long time. You were a big hit. Because they ended up calling me to do voiceover for a phone ring. They were selling their clients or something. They wanted me to say something. From that. Yeah, from that. And they were doing billboards and stuff. So I imagine that the Zonic thing was big over there. Because it was print and uh, I'm going to check our
0: podcast numbers and see. You said Sweden? See what well, kind of downloads We're getting a Sweden yeah. frog <laughs>
1: Maybe they're like Well it's my picture Well maybe they do They know Because that know, that, that commercial's on my reel But it was so crazy That this guy Who I contacted Not having any idea That I just want to talk About posters And he was like Dude we know each other And I'm like Oh my yeah. god that's weird
3: Nice yeah.
1: Small world Very small world man Very small world um, But yeah So I, I don't do stunt work Really <laughs>
3: So
0: in the end, I don't in, do. Something. In the end.
1: well, and then and then the uh, I I went to a commercial, and then out of nowhere, they're like, "Okay, we're going to rig you up on this thing." I go, "Wait, what?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're going to pull you back onto a." They put out a, a like a a yoga mat essentially, and they put rocks above it. They put rocks over it to blend it into the ground. These like, are independent commercials. Greg, no, this was a Capital was, One ad. This was like one of the biggest sound... commercials I ever did, and they they did it. they tried it one time, and then they were like. Nah, we don't need that. It doesn't make any sense. I go plus I'm not falling onto a bunch of rocks all goddamn
0: day. Like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> we don't need this. Put yeah, me no, back you don't. in the inner tube and let me party. <laughs> Speaking of falling, after all those years of athletics, are you getting uh-huh. any? Now that you're not doing anymore, are you starting to get
3: that? Yeah.
0: Like, what's the? Uh, yeah, there's all where are the aches and pains things. coming from. The main ones that you're just like, son of a bitch. I see the train coming years Should- from now.
3: Shoulder separated, broke collarbone. Uh, I pulled my hamstring uh, almost a- half off the bone. <laughs> And uh that one is uh yeah. really that one comes up sometimes Oof, doctor. but there's a lot of things that are just and you know i've been the thing i 've thinking about a lot lately is i've i've honest i've been knocked unconscious um uh like three or four five times um, and my father and I were just we went to the final four in Houston this past uh, mm-hmm. like a couple of weeks ago to watch Syracuse. Um, and, uh, we were talking about that cause concussions are a big deal mm-hmm. now, but back then, you know, it was like, get, get up there. Yeah. And, uh, and so especially in, like four this is those. in lacrosse
0: we're talking about, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, so, I mean, and it's funny cause you wouldn't think that that would, but, but people can check you and take you down. I mean like what typically when you would get knocked cold, you what imagine, would happen? If it's just collisions,
3: if you can imagine hockey in the air mm-hmm. with the, that's what well, if you're allowed is. to wave your stick around and whip the puck that yeah, way, yeah. yeah, and and then hit you can hit people in the in the arms. Yeah, you chop. You guys yeah. wear pads there though, right? Not really, kind of like little they'll protect your elbows. Yeah, um, and and gloves, but there's not a lot of pads in lacrosse.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like it's, it's like a lot the of rugby. It's mm-hmm. like
3: rugby to football is lacrosse to hockey. Exactly, It's like you, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean those are those are coming up, but you know, I mean that's just like. That's part of it now. And I, some of my friends just limp now, walk around, and, and they're yeah, all, like, not even... Can I
1: tell you something? Yeah. I'm I'm 40 now, dude. I never played lacrosse a day in my life. I limp. <laughs> so, so it's like you can make, you know... It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. At least you have a better story if about it, your limp, is what you're going to get old, and your body's going to shit, shit <laughs> out on you, but, like...
0: Here's the difference. You limp. You have a couple national championship yeah, stories yeah. to talk about with yeah. that limp. John limps... I've been to jail. <laughs> There's the difference. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, so, so if, if if what they said was true, here's this here's this guy that wants to be in the creative field in some way, shape, or form. But you go head first full time into athletics. How, what did you did you do anything? Uh, that 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 you felt satisfied with our art, artists uh, from an artistic standpoint or did you it wasn't until it was over and you're like I got to you had this thing this itch and you're like I got to go now
3: No for sure I was doing uh you know I was in plays and different things uh in, and that you college. could do it and it yeah, was yeah. that
0: wasn't too much of a strain of stress the, it the didn't the make fall. it miserable
3: but Yeah um you know it, yeah I did I did as much as I possibly could Okay and uh and it was always always writing always always Drawing, you know, telling jokes like whatever it whatever it was. And again, you don't know what it is you're doing when when you're, you're when you're uh, that. young, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's just I knew that I I didn't do anything else. It wasn't. It just happens. It's not like I think about it. It just like kind of comes out. It does it. Yeah. Um. So uh, it's always been something that happened, and and it's like you're the you're either you're either weird or you're gay or what no one knows really where to yeah. place you And that's
1: the thing is that everybody wants to place you somewhere. Exactly. Everyone's it's such a rush to be like, are you a jock? You burn out? You a stoner? You, you exactly. And it's like, dude, whatever, yeah, I, I want to play football and smoke pot. What you exactly. all think of that, motherfuckers? <laughs>
3: and then bang you. Yeah. And, and bang, bang you and then bang your sister.
2: What do you of that? <laughs> that's
3: confusing, Marcy right? Booth. Um, um you know what no, nothing sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. The, I was talking about that recently. I you know, nothing in Upstate New York, if you like, if you can read and write, you're gay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Literacy is literacy is for queers for sure, dude. And uh, so That's but, like certain parts of the South, but there's there. I remember like um, people in in my hometown, like you know, there's there're rumors of like you know, because I was in a play or something. It's like this, dude, like what's up with oh, him? He's an, he's an actor. He wears makeup. Gay. Now? He's gay. And and then and then you know, I I really got the most. This is before a lot of like of the the rights movements and the kind of the tolerance and all that. I was just like, "Are, are you gay?" Um, no, like, or or not or not tell anyone or not. They, I guess the whole thing is what I'm trying to say is people got so mad when you didn't get mad, like when I wasn't defensive right. about that. Yeah, like it's a simple it truth.
1: Would, no, I'm, I'm not. No, and then no. they would
3: they'd be like, huh. "Yeah, right." <laughs> You know what I mean? Okay, I don't man. know. It's I, watch the Christian Leitner story. Uh, the that I think it's a thirty for thirty.
0: Oh, oh I, I hate Christian Leitner.
3: Yeah, yeah. The, he does. A, he does a great job of it too. He just didn't say either way whether he was or not. And there's always a way around it. And and I spent a lot of time in high school and college doing that. And it was fun for me to not necessarily. <laughs> And and what and my whole point was why does it matter? It doesn't. Yeah, you're like well, who cares? Yeah, you're, but, your answer's been maybe. Yeah, hmm. still figuring that out. Yeah, you want to Work, working on you it. You want to try? And why are you asking? Yeah, take a chance. <laughs> so when you finished Syracuse,
0: you said it's it, you kind of alluded to this, but you found yourself down in New York City. Is that where you? Yeah. You, yeah okay. Yeah. All
3: right. Right after um, here's a fun story. Right after uh, right after Syracuse, I went to the National Theater Institute, and my. My roommate at the National Theater Institute is John Krasinski. Okay, so that's where we met, and we were making stuff there. And he had just graduated from Brown, and um, we had very similar backgrounds, and uh, we just hit it off. Yeah, and uh, and we've been we were roommates in New York City. We moved there together. Okay, and then um, and then he got the office and moved to L.A. And then I was just traveling across the country. Writing poems. <laughs> and uh, and ended up in Seattle and he called me and he's like, If you're on the if you're on the West Coast you check out LA. So I, I flew to LA with a uh, hundred dollars and two weeks worth of clothing.
0: Well you see you were literally cut. were just traveling the United States just checking things out. Yeah, yeah, my stepbrother
3: was in the Navy. Okay. And he got transferred from the East Coast to the West Coast. Okay. And so the Navy paid him to like get our U Haul, get Move all this stuff and, and he... Paid me to do that for him instead of getting the moving company and all this stuff.
0: And ju- and there oh, was really nice. and yeah, so was at cool. that time there really was nothing that was holding you. I had just specifically play, in New York.
3: I did a play um, that no, I just got back from Edinburgh, the Fringe Festival. I wrote oh. a I wrote a play um, a, called Then Let Them Eat Cake, and it first went up. It was part of a senior thesis at Dartmouth College, as two actresses um, did at Dartmouth College, and uh, then it. It got a nice response, and, and someone we went to NTI with uh, was like, You know what? Let's take that to Scotland. And I was like, How? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'll buy yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Let's, yeah. You pack it into a suitcase. <laughs> yeah,
3: is uh, Chad Nicholson. I don't know if you know him. He's an, he's an AD, uh, one of my best friends. Okay. Uh, but at the time, you know, he just had this idea of like he wanted to produce and he, and he made it happen. And so then, I, you know, all of a sudden I found myself... I was, like, 25, I guess. found myself over in Scotland. We were there for about a month and a half. We did, like, 31 shows. And, That's awesome. Um, it was really great. <clears throat> it was a great experience. So then when I... But then I get, I had to... You know, you're not making any money doing it. No, that. It's, so it's, I got, it's, it's
1: rewarding, it's, but <clears throat> not for amazing. The finances.
3: And so I, I gave <clears throat> away my, uh, I, my apartment in Greenpoint. I got rid of it. And so when we got back from edinburgh i didn't have a place to be and that's exactly when my stepbrother was like do you want to help me move
1: yeah drive grass like, See ya, yeah
3: everyone and it didn't <laughs> didn't matter yeah you know? so that that kind of led me out okay less.
1: did you write any good poems on the way
3: hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah yeah i actually have uh, wrote a book of poems um called more lonely than alone and when we were on uh, when when, when my space was happening um I ended up selling 600 of those things on on MySpace. Whoa! Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a nice victory. Oh man, that's um, like the best thing I ever heard about MySpace. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bummer that's. I not love around. MySpace, yeah, man.
0: <laughs> it's still there somewhere. <laughs> I go there sometimes to collect my own thoughts. Yeah.
3: Uh, so you know, we that, that happened and. Um, it, it was a good time, man. Like that, that was, that was in the time where I was like, you know, playing around with a bunch of, you know, there's still, I still read it now. If I, if I was to read it now, there's still a couple good ones in there, but it was more about like honing in what kind of, what, what kind of writing I wanted to do. just Mm -hmm. like, you know, stream of consciousness kind of stuff. But again, there's no, never any plans. It's like, this is what I'm going to do now. Okay. And I always felt like, and I still stick by this. I think this is what separates artists is, is finishing. And, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are working on something or, you know, making a song and whatever. But if you, if you don't say it's done, it's not, it's, you didn't do it. Nope. So, um, at the, that, at the time I was just like, I'm going to finish this book of poems. And that's all I had. And I was going around, I, you know, would do readings and stuff and we played in a band. This uh, is where? in a well in new york it started in new york that book started in new york and that book finished it was the first thing i finished in la when i first moved to okay
0: so you didn't start doing that stuff until you got here into in in la
3: i finished well Well, i was doing it in new york York. i did it in scotland i was it was writing
1: the whole time do the do the poems uh reflect that are they are they like if you are they in an order that is such that they're like this is what i wrote in scotland this is what i wrote in new york this is over across the country, this is LA, like when you look
3: you at can it, does tell it have that, you, yeah, there are definitely <laughs> stories that go along, and like definitely, um, just it's debaucherous. I was, yeah. you know, I was reading a lot of Bukowski. I was going to, ask was just going to ask you who uh, your favorite poets were, but uh, yeah, Bukowski is Donald Barthelme is a short story writer who I'm, I just think is one of the best e- ever. Um, and so it's kind of gotten it's a fusion of like, sure. of like, you know debauchery and fantasy um, very into fantasy more than reality I like like not thinking about being here which
0: will make a lot of sense when we talk about what he's doing for television (laughs) because I have a lot of questions about that I remember when I first got the scripts I was like okay Wow, this guy's brain. Oh, for the adult swim thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, and I don't even mean that in a negative way. I mean that in like a... I, that's one of those things you're just like, I don't even know where this is coming from. This, that's how amazing it was. Um, all right, so you get down to LA. Um, you're here. You got $100 in your pocket. Where are you? Where are you going? Like, what are you doing? How did you, how did you plant yourself in the city?
3: I was sleeping on Krasinski's couch uh, for... For like four months.
0: Okay, and he was okay with that. It wasn't like, hey man, it wasn't that weird thing of like, oh, I thought you were only gonna be here for like a week.
3: I. There are times <laughs> where and there are times where I was like, I definitely, I was definitely on one. I was coming from New York, coming from Scotland, like just abusing everything I could and and like just figuring it out and probably like it, and well definitely like very depressed, like you know trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, and he was, I mean, he's one, he's salt of the earth, so like he sometimes i'm like oh my god how did he even put up with that shit um but you know he's 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 the dude um, that's when you find out who your friends are and he, yeah and exactly ultimately- exactly but i definitely you know it wasn't soon after we we when he got his own place and everything that i was able to be like ooh, i that was i was not in a good place there you know um but does he does he does he agree <laughs> with you and was just like yeah no i knew was no, like or, yeah you're good man like you know he was but we you know we had definitely had to have some talks and I got, because i just as when you're roommates and you're friends it's always hard you know yeah dude and, and yeah. i mean i and i he exper- i experienced that i didn't start living on my own until i got the pilot recently like uh last year this oh, was the first okay. time i was living by myself so i i've lived with um some uh, some other like some of my best friends and then i mean at the end of like 2 years you want to strangle that person dude, and they yeah. want to strangle you and it's like I mean, uh, you know, word of advice, like it don't, don't do it <laughs> don't, when you're, when you're living with some of your best friends and you're, uh, you're kind of starting your lives and, you know, you got to respect that space. And, and it's like, a. You can't overstay yeah. ever. It can get dangerous. It's it can definitely. it can destroy friendships. It
0: does.
1: It, it does, does and it yeah. takes
3: a while to repair them and you're like and then you're just it sucks because hey, this I is, mean
1: I yeah, I I didn't even try to repair the one that had a kid stay with me for too long. I was like, "Dude, you got to go. You yeah. got to go." And he would he, he was do this shady I would be like, "You need a job, bro." Right. And then like I would come home from work and then he would like I would walk into my house, my apartment quickly and I would walk upstairs and he'd be sleeping on the couch, right? And then when I came back downstairs two minutes later, he was up with the newspaper open like circling one. I was like, who do you think you're fooling with that shit, dude?
3: I know you're taking a goddamn nap. Like... I know it was, it was tough, but you know, again, like you said, that's when you find out who your true friends are. And yeah. I, you know, recently the guys I've lived with that we've had our differences and, you know, also we all make art and stuff. And so we're all making art together cause we're living there. And then it's like, all of a sudden, you know, I, I made a film years ago that I still haven't, I, I haven't finished because by the time we, I'm talking like eight, 2008, Wow. Okay, we were making we went up to a cabin in upstate New York okay. um and and uh, just like made something and uh and what you know whatever comes of it but you know everyone was really good and we were just figuring out but I was still like learning how to direct film and and like figuring out ed- like how to edit and all these things and then it by the time it was finished or near finished, near completion, I had already made like two things that had been in South by Southwest and i uh, music videos and i'm like i'm not putting this out like and i actually submitted it to south by and they they said no and i and it kind of went i was like Meow. and actually what what happened was the first time i i got um i got my new management the principato young who i love uh and i was they're like really excited about me and they're like i heard you making you made this film like it's like I basically went away, made a film, and then I found out that it was a mumblecore film. Like I found out, it was there. there was a genre for. It I it found like out, a,
0: I found out there. later. Yeah, I yeah. found
3: out later that it was what like... what does like, mumblecore like, mean? Duplass brothers, like you know, Their like movies. a lot of improv. Like, like the, you start the line off. You got your got your script, but you mm-hmm. started a little bit early with some improv. Work your way into the line. Work your way out of the line. Like just a lot of free flowing. Improv. Is that the style is it called Mumblecore? Is the yeah, style it of became, improv? Well it became Mumblecore, yeah. It was, oh, okay. the style of it was named Mumblecore, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and okay. so I didn't realize I had made a Mumblecore film. <laughs> and you know, I just made this thing with my friends because there's no money and, and we just did it. But um, real quick, that's what some one of the friendships, a couple of the friendships now, I still haven't finished it. You know, and people get mad and people are like, you know, Do you think a part of it is
0: because they see that you've accomplished something? They're like, "Hey, man, you, you, why aren't Uh, you using this as part of it? Is
3: that what the problem is? Do you think or not?" I think they thought you know there was some great parts. There's some great parts to the film like it's you know it's a good little thing and it's just like just wasn't good enough and and there's all this pressure that wasn't good enough after you put out the other two things and people were it wasn't going to help me right it was going to be like wait when did you make this what is this yeah yeah and so um, that. Is frustrating You know you, We get to this point I don't know <clears throat> I, I,
0: We all wish that Everything we made Was, was, was perfect uh-huh. And that everything Should be seen And everything Is going to be Well received But the reality of it is, when you go down a journey like this, you can look back on some and go, I I understand now why I probably, I I now see my mistakes and the stuff that back then I thought was genius and I didn't understand why no
3: one was reacting to it. It's essentially a student film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you you grow out of being a student almost the the minute you graduate college. And as soon as you finish that film and you go, oh (laughs) shit. Oh shit, shit, yeah. This is (laughs) my, yeah.
1: I've written things where I look at. I mean, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. There's, uh,
3: you know, oh, so, oh, so I'm the new big managers like sign me. I'm like, I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the this the screening room, and I'm just like nervous as shit. I'm like, why am I showing them this? And they're like, no, we just want to see it, man. We want to see what we can do because it was a popular genre at this time. Like, you could turn up. You only made this for ten grand. We could turn this over. And, you know, yeah, get yeah. a release and get, you know, triple your all this business yeah, shit yeah. where you're not even looking and you're like, this isn't, it's not on the level. So all yeah. of a sudden they were putting it on this pedestal that I knew it wasn't. It kind of like, it shot itself in the foot or it put a lot of pressure on me in a way that was not healthy. Yeah. And I... I sat there. I remember sitting there with with um, my manager Tucker and Peter Principato, the uh, head of the company. And we're watching this, and it's good. It's going good. And then I'm like, and I can just and they're both bigger men, and, and I can just feel them like shifting in their chairs. And I'm like, fuck. And they're just like, now it's still going. The scene's still going, and they're just moving around. And they're like, you know, sitting sitting up and moving around. And I'm just like, my head is just dropped, and I'm just my heart's like pounding out of my chest. And honestly, I feel like it. that set me back in their eyes, too. Like, it didn't help me with them. There were no winners in the no. room that day. And, and then, you know, I'd be like, and as soon as I got in my car afterwards, like, I remember Tucker, my manager, was like, here's the hard drive. Like, he was like, all right, man, well, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. Whoa. And I'm like, I got in the car and I was like, oh, my God, I could start the film 20 minutes in. Like, it didn't, that first 20 minutes is just like masturbation. And like... It Tell me really, it's not literally no, me, me oh masturbating. No, me masturbating at well, the thing, which... Well, they wanted to see that. <laughs> exactly, and that's after that, after I came, they were all did over Did you start masturbating?
0: <laughs> did you improv the masturbation before you got into the actual written
1: masturbation? I did some yeah. foreplay
3: with myself, and then I got right into it. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's rough, man, because he, you made that thing when... You, bef-
3: <laughs> yeah, I know, and so it was before, and then and so then all the... With my my friends who I made the film with, you know, who are very talented... Funny people.
0: You have to make those calls, by the way, too, right? They're waiting to hear the great reaction, or where were they at? Where were no, the heads I don't at? Think they, did they or did they didn't even you know I showed it. To somebody? They didn't know I showed oh, it, oh, but okay. they
3: also, they, they, I was trying to like get it. You know, it was, this fucking thing was two and a half hours long. Like, it was way too long. It was like, and now it's down to an hour, okay? <laughs> it's down to an hour, and I just want to put it on VHS and mail it to everyone in the film <laughs> and just call it, thank you, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> thank you, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, I, it, that is one of those things that just like you, it needed to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm a much better filmmaker Look, that's now. That's
1: why I mean, you make you make the art and the and 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 anything that you make when you're younger, it, it's it. You're preparing to be get better. You have to mm. start somewhere. Everybody has to start somewhere. There's not one not one comedian goes on stage and like is awesome their first five exactly. or six times. or like, forever. Well, yeah, exactly.
3: Well, here's the thing, and I think in our generation we get really caught up on legacy. And and like you like I, I'm like, obs- OK, it's like what if, am I leaving if, behind? If Chris Cunningham has his own like DVD with everything he's ever like. All, and it's like this curated, beautiful thing. And and it's just like it's difficult to compare this. One of my good friends, Dugan O'Neill, who's a very talented director. We have this we have this conversation a lot, um, but he put it in a way that was so brilliant. He was just like, we're recession filmmakers like and and that we we know how to edit we know how to do this that every every kind of little part of it because there's been no money and so be, because we're recession filmmakers we can't our legacy is going to be different than Spike Jones because they were giving they were doing 3 music videos for every record that was coming out back in the day now when someone makes a music video they're they're peeling together like you know scraping together you know, twenty grand. Yeah, and it's all of the band's money, and it's all of their. It's everything it's that for ever, one song. It's for on the one album. song, and you have all this pressure, <clears> and there's really no. You're not making any money. You're like, I've spent. Like, I went into debt making music videos, and and you. But it, it would help my real yeah. right, and and so I'd be doing. Well, you need these VFX. I want to put VFX in it to show my voice. Like, okay, that's going to be on my credit card, and and you know, and so now now like you can't compare people making films now to people making films in the 90s uh, because the budgets are just different completely different and and so everything's different so it's also it's one of those things like looking back being okay with being a jock at one point and having frosted tips which were the shit um, but well, that's all the time. we have. Uh, <laughs> by. Um, but you have to, now, now you can be like, Oh, that, that was that part of the, uh, and I'm not ashamed of it. It's like part of who it is. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, you I'm should a be little... ashamed of the frosted tips. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, <clears> genera- <throat> it's a generational thing. <clears throat> no, but it was, you know, it was 98 or whatever. <laughs> the
0: boss, man. Come on. The, the boss, boss dude. Yeah. The, oh the boss. man. Okay.
3: Um, so, you know, again, that's a it's a legacy thing when you we put so much pressure on yeah. ourselves to like everything has to be the best. And and now with now there's Vine. You know what I mean? And like everything is not the best. Dude, yeah, all of a objective. sudden it's like, "No, no,
0: you're a genius if you can do it in 6 seconds." Uh-huh. Are you? That's the only parameters we have now? I know. And what happens when those same people that are really good at 6 seconds are asked to do 30 seconds? It's kind of like when people make the jokes about the S- SNL sketch- sketches that turn into an hour and twenty minute movie, and you're like, "There's a reason Oops. why that yeah. was a sketch." Pat was hilarious. Yeah, as a movie, as a sketch.
2: As a and so it's. Yeah.
0: I think also to to add to uh, what your buddy said is that I also think we're held to a higher standard because the evolution of technology and how quickly it. Has um, or how much more accessible technology is, and there's always something new around the corner, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, but what about, but if we do this, because we can do this, because we have this, it seems to kind of always trying to mold whatever your mm-hmm. visions are by throwing more technology or software or something else at it, too. And I don't think that that's fair, because I think you can still do whatever you need to do how you want to do it, you know, mm-hmm. and not have to incorporate all these crazy things. It's
3: funny, the, also, the 5D came out, um, a, like, uh, at, while we were editing... The this film, Lorton Lake, it's called. We, we while we were filming that, and that or not not when no, we were filming, while we were editing, editing it, the five D yeah. yeah. camera 5 comes Five D came up. out, and it, and all of a sudden it looked like shit. Yeah, and everything, and everything. Can you imagine you're
1: doing like a standard shit? deaf show, and all of a sudden, hey man, what's this high definition? Yeah. Like,
3: huh, uh, well, no, 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 <laughs> no, I'm over here making this. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys got? That looks real. So I think like you know, it, we need to finish it. Uh, at, we need to put it out, and but it's not—it's re- not time. Yeah, you know, it'll, it'll have be, its time. It'll be have—it's a time there'll be like a nice jewel. You know, I even put it on VHS to see what it would look like. Um, to just like, but now realizing as time passes that that like DV HD to tape look is incredible on its own now too. <laughs> That's got its own look. Yeah. There. Yes, um, it does. So now, but enough time needed to go by so. I don't know. I apologize to uh, all those all those all those actors in that film, but you know.
0: (laughs) Well, you just said they'll get the, the time will come. And that's the most important yeah. thing.
3: But it was hard, you know. You, you definitely making things is hard. But that as long as you keep making stuff, like someone's eventually going to see it. Yeah, and eventually. you have to you,
0: know going in, man. That sometimes you're going to make something that never you're sees. You're going to make a turd. That's just Everybody's going to make turds. You no, know, even man. if it's not a turd, it's like I did. Yeah, I did an independent. I think we were talking. about, I did a years and years ago. I think 2006 or seven. I did it independently funded. Uh, um Pilot for television That was funded by Louis Anderson oh. and, it had a, and it had It had great actors in it Never saw The light of day Never No one ever saw it, it wasn't It wasn't a quality thing There's other factors That came into yeah. play Nobody that was locked... interested In Louis at the time Nobody no, was No it had nothing to do with that There oh, was something okay. else Legally that locked things up And that was it Done It was, no, it was like that, that. And it had nothing to do With Louie it, it had to do with somebody With the outside yeah. And it's that weird stuff That you It doesn't You just don't know But you, that doesn't You shouldn't stop you from trying. It shouldn't stop me from going. I'm still going to make something. And that, I, I think
1: persistence is the is the greatest thing that we possess in terms of I mean we're, we all agree that we are out here for a reason and we're trying to make something work. But you have to be persistent because there's always going to be like you could be on a TV show you could, could almost have your episode air and they could cancel it. <laughs> and you could be like, "Oh my god. Well, I thought that was my big break, but it, probably you not." You could be cut out of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's even I did a I did a commercial with this kid it was is it uh uh, this guy who works at the comedy store. Renee, uh, he's a super nice kid. But we ended up on the same set together. And I was like, "Oh, hey, man!" And he was like, "Yeah, I was like one step away from getting the main role in this ad." I go, "Oh, dude, that's just that looks like a lot of work, bro. What you want is what I do. Is what I get. I get cast and I get as far away from the product and I have the least amount of lines as possible." And he's like, "Yeah, okay, okay." They ended up cutting him out of the ad entirely. And he's like, Oh, I saw your ad." I go, "Yeah, our ad." He goes, no, 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 "Just you." I'm like, "Oopsie daisy!" And I felt bad. And I, Dan Satchoff was cut out of LBJ. You know, and he oh, gets, he, was. he gets okay. a nice little uh, little certificate. Sorry, we had to cut you out of the movie. Oh like, man! But it's a bummer. It's
0: already got directed by Clint Eastwood. I so did, at least I, he still has that memory. I sure. did. I did, uh, An ex
1: girlfriend of mine before I ever met her was in a um, the Steve Martin movie, Novocaine, and mm. took her family to see it and all her friends and Chicago. Didn't know and <laughs> didn't know she was cut out. You know, so I mean that's that like. And I saw that on. I uh, was at what show was I just watching where they went and he's like, what I can't believe I got cut out of that. Oh man, I can't remember is an HBO show. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll have to think about it. But but persistence. You just keep going and then eventually someone's gonna see something. and it'll be it might not even be the thing that you're like, Oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever it could be something you're like,
0: I should probably get rid of this and then like, whoa, no, no, no,
1: no, we're gonna put that out. Everyone loves that. And you're like, What? Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and let's get to the, the 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 next part of this journey. I mean, so you're doing all this stuff and things are going okay for you and uh, we were talking about this off air the first time we realized we actually met each other um, before the show was when you were scouting for the pilot. So let's just start there, which because the pilot, it's the, 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 this the story of your actual show that you have now in itself is its own separate journey that oh, is wow. continuing, yeah. right? So, but um, you get to this point, w- w- what what drove you to create this specific? How did this all come about? There, you said something about Funny or Die. Were you kind of doing some stuff there? Yeah, I mean, and then that turned into this, made or a
3: lot of. Um... You know, I've made a lot of sketch comedy stuff, a lot of music video stuff. And uh, I actually made a short film called The Gold Sparrow. It was the first time uh, that uh, Mike Garza, the, the rotoscope animator, and I worked uh, on like a fully rotoscope piece. Explain and, what rotoscope is just so um, so, so uh, I understand. R- <laughs> <laughs> rotoscope <clears throat> animation is, is, uh, is kind of it's, – it's a style of animation where you, uh, you film the actors – and then you, by hand, draw over them. Oh, like that movie Scanner, Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly, yeah. So, so Mike, one of the animators on, on Dreamcorp, he was one of the animators on Scanner. Wow. And he, we had mutual friends, and we had a, you know, we emailed each other about, you know, wanting to do stuff together, and then um, he, we, we worked on a couple music videos together, and that's, like, when I, when we needed an extra, like, some VFX, I'm like, I just want to, we need to get this relationship going. You know what I mean? Like, we need to learn a language with each other. And finally, this, th- there's a film, like, The Gold Sparrow basically came to me with, from this band that is our mutual friend. They were like, what if there was a, what if there was a world where there's um, this woman who took all the color from the entire world? And I was like, Yes. And that's, we, I, I built a script around that and then, um, and they scored it and, and Mike, wow. uh, drew it and it took a year. It took like, we worked on it for like two years and that's when like, that's the hard thing to explain to your mom or your, or your girlfriend or whatever, yeah. like why you're spending 16 hours a day, uh, you know, working Not on something paid. for free. Yeah. You know, Simpsons
1: episodes come out every week. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you guys? Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> But so that, that actually, by the time it came out, it did well at festivals. It played a lot of festivals, and it, and it ended up winning like four or five festivals. Okay, good. And, uh, and it started the conversation. Then at the same time that that happened, it's all timing. Right. That yeah. that happened. Um, I made the uh, the Office Farewells, which was nominated for an Emmy. And when you said the Office Farewells, oh, that is... The, yeah, the, uh, yeah, when everyone was like, uh, for the Office, uh, the show, they, we went and... I I interviewed almost everyone who was ever on the show okay. and made like a a piece that um, kind of put it all together. Okay, and they yeah. all said goodbye. You oh, did, okay. that, huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: Dude, good for you, man. That's, hey, thanks. That's fucking fantastic. Um, so that
3: was cool, and it and it was it was nominated for an Emmy at the same time. The Gold Sparrow was doing well, and so bring it back to Syracuse once again. Syracuse was playing in the Final Four in Atlanta. So I'm going there, and I call Tucker, my manager, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to Atlanta. Will you, know, can you set up a general meeting at Adult Swim?" And I was, and he's like, "Sure." So I get there, have this stuff that's happening, and we just have like a, a general meeting with this woman, Ollie Green, wonderful person. And I was hungover from the games, and like I said, we lost and shit. And I'm You're just mad, like, whatever. Yeah, get and this a, meeting started, you fucking whore. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> See my it man. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to myself in the mirror. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, we, we get there, and I... You know, like, the Yahoo... On, on Yahoo, like, you click on top 10 things to do in an interview. Yeah. Like, yeah. I <laughs> accidentally did all those things correctly. Hey, there you go. You know what I mean? I'm like, I knew, I knew a lot about, like, you know, I was talking about when I was sitting there when it first went on the air. I was so excited about it. I watched it every night, like, for years and years, and I talked about... You know Harvey Birdman, Attorney. God, of law. the best. And uh, yeah, and and like. Oh, uh, God, I love yeah. that show. Yeah, and like I, I, all of the all of those things. Aquatine Hunger Force. Aquatine, C Lab. C Lab, dude. Xavier, dude. C Lab was so funny. Um. So, so these, those are my inspiration. Like as, at, like again, when you're you're still forming your identity as an artist at that time, and I just couldn't believe that they are allowing you, they allowed no. that to happen. And like space ghosts and shit. So I was oh like, gosh. I was like, so I was just like seriously nerding out, right. like just dorking out in this meeting. And, and she's like, You want a tour? I was like, Yeah, I want a tour. And like, <laughs> we we're like going around like different. And you want to know what? I wore a button up shirt, like I tucked in. And you know, I did the tuck. I did the tuck. My dad was in the hotel. I got was getting dressed. I was like, not going full suit because I felt like kind of a dick when I was in Funny or Die. And a <laughs> I, need, I need to find a like casual. an in between here. But he was. It's still he was right. You know, you have to look like if listen. If someone's going to give you a million dollars to make something, you have to look like you can handle. Yeah, that you're not going to go outside
1: to tub- fall down and spill a million dollars down a drain pipe. <laughs> Because yeah. that's what they do They hand yeah. it in cash right? They it hand it in pile of money A wheelbarrow And you go outside and just dumps
0: over And a bus runs it over You came in with an empty empty everywhere. case Right? You it were assuming yeah. okay, I have ahead. these two empty
1: Filled sacks with, with dollar signs on them If you want to fill them up That'd be great So you're get you on the
0: tour
3: Yeah so <laughs> I'm on the tour And, she, and I'm looking and We're seeing everything She's like Do you want a sweatshirt? And I'm like Yeah I want a sweatshirt <laughs> And, she gives and, you like a regular. You're
1: just cold. It's not even an adult swim sweatshirt. Yeah. You're like, uh, 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 I don't need this. It's like somebody else. This is Marv's yeah, yeah, yeah. from the yeah. other cubicle. Like, <laughs> I don't want
3: that. That's funny. Um, so you know, I left, and it was great. And I went and I went to meet my my father and my brother-in-law at a bar. And they're like, "How'd it go?" And I'm like, "I don't. You don't know how these things go." That's a at, thing. You have no fucking. And, idea. and at the at that point, at that point, I had been on so many generals. I've written so many treatments. And, and at that point, you're just like, and this is why, you know, things happen when you're ready for them to happen. And, like, you, now I knew how to ha- have a general meeting. I knew how to write a treatment and t- that people would understand. Like, all this stuff, right, was just yeah. kind of in line. And so I got back, and my, my manager said, hey, you know, they really like you. They want to find something to work on together. Why don't you take that idea that you had? And there was an idea uh, for a talk show I had that w- went kind of – it went kind of far with some internet, uh, some website that was paying for it. And it didn't, the lawyer at the end, my lawyer was like, no, this sucks. This deal sucks. This, yeah. And so I was like, okay. So you, and at that point, you want to do anything because you, you don't have do any something. money. You yeah. And, and yeah, and you, you'll do anything. And, and so I'm just like, okay, well, f-, he goes, take that idea and rework it. And so I was like, okay. And, and your he, lawyer he said, told you this? No, my oh, manager. Oh, okay. Take, take that idea, rework it for them. And I was like, okay. And so th- what I had learned at that point in time was that I had, what did I have? I, I spent a lot of time making things and being like, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this. And the, and the producers would always be like, well, how are you going to do that? No one ever believes you. So I had the gold sparrow. And I, and, I, and I had, so I knew that I could show that I could do this style and pull it off, right? And so I incorporated my my, my previous work, the last thing I made into the newest treatment, right? Gotcha. So then I had something to, to you know, look show, back, them. show back, like I can do that. They need to see and, you too. And exactly. So, it, so I wrote that in a, in a couple weeks and then, and then kind of had it done. I was sitting at lunch with John Krasinski um, uh, right the day after I'd finished the, the treatment. And, He's like, what are you working on? And I said, oh, you know, this, he's like, oh, he's that thing you were trying to, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I changed it around a little bit. And he's like, he looked at it. I had it on my, the treatment on my phone. And he was like, huh. And then about a little time went by and he's like, can I produce this? And I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no one's going to know who you are. <laughs> so, but then he goes, I had, you know, I had just met the, he said, I had just met the head of Adult Swim, Mike Lazo, a couple, Oh, like uh, pretty recently, okay? He's like, he just gave me his email. Because he said, Where do you want to bring this? I said, Adult Swim. He's like, I just met the the head, right? And so, so he writes an email. Lazo writes back, We just met with him. We love him. We're, we're looking for something to do with him. Yeah, let's set up a meeting. He flew out like two weeks later, and we're in the Chateau Marmont in the back, some back room. Now I'm wearing a suit. Yeah, you are. Full but on. But
1: you look like. John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever <laughs> right. was, it's like a
3: coked out what, white <laughs> yeah. suit you're like Hollywood yeah. bitches thing, I, I had been at the chateau for yeah. 3 days prior
2: yeah
3: yeah <laughs> yeah um and uh and we pitched it and he said yes in the room and which was apparently doesn't ever Does happen doesn't happen yeah and people we were freaking out we you know we went and had some We had party at the chateau, like it was. As you should. This time, we had some party at the chateau. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, champagne! We do party, and uh, and so then, but then from that, you know, that point on, it does not happen fast,
0: right? And then the clock slows
1: back down. You wake up the next day with a hangover from the celebration, Uh and then. Ten years later, you're exactly. right. <laughs> yeah, gets yeah, made. Exactly, yeah, exactly,
3: exactly. Yeah, that, and then there's like lawyers and all these other things that get. You no, know, they basically make your whole deal for when it actually goes. Mm-hmm. Like it's invisible money.
0: And this is the pilot. This
2: so is just th- and the so, pilot.
0: how many years ago? It, this is 2016. This will air in 2016. Mm-hmm. The actual series. Mm-hmm. How many years? When, when you when you had yes in the room? What year was it?
3: Uh, 2013. What if he was like
1: 1976?
3: <laughs> I pitched it so,
0: to the RKO Radio program. So yeah, you're right. It's like it's it's in
3: really the spring good thing of that, uh, that. That was when Syracuse was in the Final Four, right? That's yeah. when we. That's whenever it was like. 2 months after they were there that's about when it start when they said yes.
0: And this is and so it's it's cool and it's great and it's exciting and you can have your moments but again you got to get back to even because it is such a slow moving train. Oh my god. But, and, but
1: that yeah. goes with the the depression and stuff too. Like mm-hmm. staying even is like you don't want to get too amped up about something yeah. and you really don't want to let stuff bother you too much mm-hmm. like you didn't get
3: the part you didn't get the thing they didn't want to make you whatever it's like
1: okay just keep fucking moving on oh and
3: then whatever you whatever you can't be attached to anything because whatever you wrote is going to change oh my god they're
1: going to murder always gonna it yeah to change. they're going to murder it yeah
3: i basically went through that th- then we we then we made the pilot eventually in the f- the we were finished with the pilot in the fall of 2014 um and then it tested for focus groups for another like three months now we gotta listen
1: to these clowns yeah Yeah. and
3: man it's like if you ever really want to feel like a piece of shit like read the focus group notes did you do you watch the grinder no okay it's a very funny
1: show rob Lowe plays an actor who played a guy named the grinder on this lawyer show right now he's trying to practice law with his brother fred savage who owns a real law firm uh, they did a flashback on the last episode where he's in the focus group on the other side of the mirror watching the focus group, focus group watch him because the whole episode is about how he believes the focus group can never be wrong. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they're all they're all idiots. Right. She's, like, she's like, there's no way he could get everybody off of this a uh, trial. Like, there's just no way. And and the lady's like, does anyone else feel that way? And everyone's like, no. The lady's like, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> like, it's just they're just idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so to rely on that is it, it's such a it's a crapshoot. part of the system though. I don't think it's, it's ever going it, to go away.
3: You want to know what like after you and this is where I'll, I'll bring back my my stepfather this is the first time I, I ever actually heard him i've known him since i was 10 and i and he's a military man very religious military man great man um but we don't have that we don't see eye to eye on on things right like um and and uh, not that we talk about our differences at all. all. Right, it's like you we're just know what he thinks. Guys. He knows what yeah, you think, it's and all you guys good. are both respectful yeah, e- of exactly. that. Exactly, and there's no, you know, and he he deals with my mom in a way that no other human could possibly. Right. Um, so I love him for that. <laughs> <laughs> but he he's a businessman. He's a military man. He's, he was like, and I I was like so distraught after these focus group notes because yeah. I just I was so tired. I, like, had been working on this for so fucking long. And these people are just and, shitting it. And you're just, it. like, you're reading it, and there's, you know, female 18 to 25 said, oh, you know, uh, I didn't understand what the secret was. And then I was, like... What is her address? I need to choke the life out of her. And I was, like, on the phone, like, with, like, you know, then you're always on the phone with nine people, at, like, from now on. And so I'm just, like... <laughs> yeah, you can't just have a phone no, call. No, no. Like and now I'm, like, did anyone ask her if she knows what a secret is? <laughs> And, like, it's silent, you know, and I'm just like, oh, uh, okay. Like, but my, my stepfather was like, listen, they called your baby ugly. Now, this is where you can actually make some money and have a job. You listen to them, and you do the notes, and you work. It's a job. You work. And I was in my head, I was like, no one likes their job. That's, that's true. <laughs> and, and, and so, but then, you know, he's, he's like, you, and he goes, or... You could do the notes. You could do the notes, and you can have a job, or you can go back to doing things independently how you have been doing them and sticking to your guns. How's that been working for you?
0: That's that's the how's that been working for you. And
3: and I was like, yeah, you uh, okay? And I and I heard him. Yeah, I heard him. And and you know that that and one of the other producers, he said, you know. At the time, they're like, how old are you? And I was like, 36. And he, he was like, well, our demographic is 18 to 35. You are not the demographic for your own show. And so these things in combination, like I went back to the drawing board, went back and studied. I just started wa- – I realized I hadn't watched Adult Swim in a long time. Yeah, I it's, went back it's so different And now. I just started watching it and watching it and watching it. And all, and, I, and I'd write during the day and watch, watch the network at night. And they gave me a chance. They said, you know, they were like, "Good job," but
1: make this do it like people. this, yeah.
3: And and so I just kind of just took it on and and like just you know, it went for it, man. And they said, so
0: "Did you redo the pilot?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you sh- you shoot Dude, the pilot, I, redo the pilot. So they, they
3: reorder, they reorder it, which which is like, you know, they it, it's it's somewhere in the buried in the contract that if they do a reorder, they're going to pay you half. Of what they originally did, right? Yeah, and which so in the end you're you're making like after all is said and done you're making like three grand (laughs) to work for. Yeah, which is gone
1: before you ever get it.
3: Yeah, I mean you already and I already owed people and credit cards and and ten grand. And I'm yeah, exactly. And I'm editing. I'm editing music videos in between because no one no one will know because I'm under contract can't direct certain other things and like you know you can edit under an alias. I can edit. yeah. Yeah, so. I'm doing that and just like stretching credit cards and I'm collecting unemployment and I'm doing as much as I can while this part is happening. And um and also I got in a fucking Uber accident. I was in the back of an Aww. Uber that got in a head-on collision. Jesus. That's a whole other story. But so I was just like, I couldn't take the painkillers, they were putting me to sleep. So I was eating weed goldfish yeah. like all fucking day. And then the girl I was dating leaves, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, the whole thing was just falling apart. And, uh, and you know, I, I'm writing, and I'm writing, and I write the Bible, and, and you, I'm just, like, bitching at myself and, like, just He struggling. means the
1: Bible for the show.
3: I was writing scripture.
1: He's right. I wrote the King's James Bible. I, like, I read the people like, wow, the, dude, they got the author of the Bible
0: on the show. Sorry. That was a pretty good... <laughs> the author so hold on. Of the Bible. <laughs> I just found it, it on Google. It's the, it's the, the Stessen uh, Testament. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly.
1: Testament <laughs> the
3: um, yeah. So like, that, was just, the Yeah. Are you writing the Stestament? a show Bible is uh, like... <laughs> 316.
1: Uh, a show Bible is basically everything that would be needed for the show and pictures and scripts pictures, and, and the, cast. Yeah, and,
3: like basically the arc of every character, right, the future, story. Features, for, Story, the future Episodes. idea, episode ideas, everything that could possibly be done. It's it's the most work that is so necessary because then you have the answer yeah. for everything. Yeah. And and if anyone else comes on to write or direct or do whatever, they you know it's an index. Yeah. It's a, they have all the answers there. And it it comes in such handy. Um but you know, at that time you're just like just trying to like figure it out. And so I'm just struggling and And, uh, every time I sit down to write, I wrote like three drafts and I couldn't figure out how to break it. And I texted Steven Merchant, who I've been friends with now for years. And he's on, he's on, he's in the original pilot as a voice of, of this robot, Terry. And, um, I, I, you know, I was like, dude, I I am just like, I'm breaking out. I have zits all over me. I'm just like, haven't slept. I feel like shit. Can I like, and he's come over, man. Like, let's just talk about it. So we get over there, we talked for like three hours, and he was like, you don't know what this is even about. Like, you, like there's nothing, you know, there, that's what we came up with. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, go home and watch the pilot episode of House. And I was like, I was like, okay. And so went home, smoked a joint to the pilot episode of House, which is, uh, you know, I don't know how many people have done that. Maybe maybe more. I'd like anyone who's out there who's, who's smoked a joint <laughs> to the you pilot episode a of House, and watched the pilot episode of House. at your boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, what I realized from that is the the characters. It was about the characters. It was it was like Do- there's Doctor House who's the main character, and then he has got this team of of like of people that are there for a reason. They all are there for a reason.
1: They drive the story forward. Exactly. They help with
3: the and plot. And so I'm They're... just like, holy shit! And I. And I, you know, went out to lunch with Steve like the next week, and he's like, "How's it going?" And I said, so, "Very well. Like, thank you so much. Like, I want to, um, you know, will you be an executive producer on this? I don't know how to thank you." And he's like, "What would my responsibilities be? <laughs>
1: Nothing." <laughs> and but I'm like, you get "Money. I'm <laughs>
3: in." And I'm like, "No, exactly what you did. No, he's like, a, like he is like a goddamn. I feel like I went to, um, I feel like I, I got my masters in." Television comedy, television writing in the University of Merchant. Yeah, and, and he uh,
0: was involved because I, oh I remember my you God. had some meetings uh, yeah. in pre-production. You were still meeting with them and talking him, about stuff. And-
3: him and and Krasinski both heavily involved. Nice and and like are like they they're like you know all their feedback is good. The, the thing that I learned through the whole thing, even taking female female 18 to 25's voice and and in the back of my head, you can't forget that. No, But what I realized from that, you take all of these notes and you do them how you would do them. You're not, you don't have to take the note directly from the mouth of the person giving it. You internalize it. Give it 24 hours. Think about why they said that. You know? And, um, that That is, you know, when you realize 18 to 25, she wants an immediate response. She watches yes. Vine. Yes. And that's, that's what I realized from yeah. it. She didn't understand what the she secret was. She six it, second, one to, one to six. What's happening? She needs to know what it was. Yeah. And that's it. She needs a result. And so that is, you know, I took, I just went to school. Is it, a,
1: is it a 12 minute show? Yes. Yeah. And she's probably like, that's too long.
3: Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, dude, all that, all that went down and, and in the best way. Everything that happened, it's a better show than it ever was and because of all the learn. work you put in and, and all and the everyone's, work. Everyone that helped.
1: And if you feel like, like you had to sacrifice your original idea or whatever, like sometimes that's okay to get that off the ground so that you can then focus on something else that people will say, you know what, now you have complete creative control exactly. over this. And you're like, great.
0: Would you, I know this is like a weird um, analogy, but would you say you started at, with, with, the, with the idea as a dad? And you became ultimately a manager because you have to manage the situation, right? That's really what in the end you're getting feedback, and you've got all these people working below you that still mm-hmm. have to get your vision out. But you're more managing because I think if you're a dad, and I'm saying this as a dad, obviously, <laughs> right, right. when you're a dad, dad usually goes, "Well, dad knows best," and this is how things are going to go is around here. I, my
3: rules. And my here's house. all the
0: re- Here's the rules. Here's the structure. Here's you have everything. To let that and go. got, yeah. yeah, you
3: cannot. You can. You at every turn, like you have to. I'm, personally, I sat there, and people were like, "We need. What if this happened?" Okay. Yes. And then getting home and being like, "How the fuck can
2: that is happen? that going to happen?" Yeah. But then and you want to know what
3: you figure it out and you and you make it happen. And in the end, they're right. And when you take someone like John Krasinski, someone like Stephen Merchant, like you take their notes, these guys have made how many hours of TV combined? Couple. Like like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going with it's numbers. It's like a vine. <laughs> yeah. Like six seconds worth is all I can watch. So I don't uh, know how much. But they, you know, you take this experience and you. And you bring and you put it on with your and and the network too. These yeah. guys have made a lot of television. It's like they're not the bad guy; they're they're the good guy. Here. Yeah, they're trying like to get they, your show they, made. They want it they to, be want good your too. Show to be good yeah, they too. They
0: didn't ask you to come in just no, so they could kick you out. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. a
3: lot of time that went by when I I finally I'm not on the phone with them thinking I'm in trouble anymore. Right. <laughs> but it's like some weird shit. You have to get over it, and yeah. it's like it's you're learning. You're always learning, and 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 they're everyone has a lot of experience and you just take those notes and you use them how you would use them not how they would use them because that's not what they're paying you for you know do you you know uh, like is the the main thing that I found is what works in the whole thing and listening to everyone taking the notes I don't care if you're the the you know the grip or the janitor or whoever If you, I will hear the idea, and if it works for what we're doing, best best idea
1: wins mentality. Yeah. It doesn't matter whose idea it is. about the project. And that's a lot of times
3: when people get cut out of things, too. I was thinking this when you were saying that. It's like you have to do what's best for the project sometimes. There's nothing personal. Right. Yeah. And you just got to do, always, and you have to, ego needs to, there's no room for ego anymore. And, and you know, it's not – again, it's not the 90s or whatever where there's these huge budgets and, like, everything. Else. And I've worked on almost every job. So I understand how hard it is to edit and how hard it is to do these different things. So it's all, like, let's do this together. You know, it's a team game. And that's, again, organized sports. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See? Well, it does, it does come back. And, and, and specifically in relationship to us. Is, you know, you and I talk, and, and you've, you've got all these things that you want, and then a week later, you sit down and you find out these are not the things that, that's oh, yeah. going to end up happening. Oh, my God. I mean, we ended up getting lucky and finding that one place that that's ended amazing. up working, but... A lot of that other, all those little, uh, I, I, the buttons. The whole time. The, I don't know. I don't ultimately know what you did with the buttons. I don't know if you you kept the buttons and changed them, uh-huh. or if you actually just removed the buttons in the end. I don't know what. But the there buttons, were, you know,
3: you're saying the end of the uh, yeah, yeah. after the credits yeah,
0: which is most of the stuff that I was looking for. I believe yeah.
3: They, so though you know, again, there's a lot of you realize how much of it's unnecessary. How much of it is to sell the script and to get that to get the idea across. And so everyone understands yeah. what you're doing and understands the tone. Like a lot of it doesn't even end up making it in.
0: Yeah, well, and if, for a million different reasons, yeah. it's like, yeah, well, we're already on stage here, so can't you just come up with something that fits the stage? Yeah, no, and then, like oh, that's the kind of stuff you're hearing as the manager and going, all right, let me go take this in the other room for a second yeah. and talk about it and see. Yeah, what I no, can come nothing
3: up with. goes how you want it, and a lot of it is like everyone has this idea of what it's going to be, and then. I spend a lot of time hurting it, like oh no 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 no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. over here over here, over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and making uh, sure it
1: doesn't smash its head on the corner
3: of the coffee table. Exactly, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, you know sometimes it does, and you just have to use well, it. Yeah, and you know A lot Learn when you when you're looking pain. at we're editing now and it's coming together nicely, and and I'm and I'm just you know all the shit that you, that pissed you off and they were so mad about while you have, you don't remember any of that, yeah. and no one sees it. Yeah. No one sees the mistakes. And no one because no one knows it was there or what it could have yes. been. Yeah. yeah. You know? And now all we know is that moving forward we can do this better. We yeah. can we can all improve together. You know, it's it's but again, personally I don't think there's there's any ego. There there's no room for the ego in, in this at this at this stage of the game, like that everyone's trying hard. Yeah. And everyone wants to, you know, everyone
1: they, they want it to succeed.
3: And the way I look at it is like Russell Wilson doesn't tell Richard Sherman how to play defense no you know what I mean he plays defense and like they're not they're just there supporting each other you know and so I I can't I'm I if I selected somebody to to be like one of the animators or one of the art department or whoever it is an editor whatever it's like you hear their voice and let them work and let them be an artist because that's how you're gonna get the best product someone's always gonna think of something you didn't think of yeah right You know, and, and so you just got to hear it out
0: in, in, uh, in in closing, I want to, um, because obviously we've talked about the actual, the, the workings of this, but creatively, this is what blew me away. How on earth, I don't know how much you're, 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 you're able to share or discuss in relationship to, to what this show is about, but when I read it and I knew what you were doing, combining the real world with, you know, with the rotoscope, um, how did you even come up with that concept in the first place? I mean, it's, it's just not something you've seen on television before. So it's not like <laughs> Which you're pulling from one of the something. Which, compliments
1: you could probably Thank get. you, Yeah, You
0: know what I'm saying? It's like when, when, I, when I read it, yeah, the funny is there. The structure is there. All that is there. But I couldn't get past the fact I'm <laughs> like, all the whole time, i like, what the hell did you come up with this stuff? <laughs>
3: I I thought about it and I wrote it down. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: I think Brian wanted a story like I was in the desert. I actually took 15 hits of acid. I woke well,
3: no, up and I I mean sometimes I had this you look script.
0: at it you, you you just you go all right, wow. I mean it's just like I mean yeah. I, I get the human brain and like crazy things just pop into your head and you run with so it So but-
3: I we haven't even talked about what the show is. It's the show is um it's called Dreamcorp LLC and it takes place in a in a, a forgotten dream therapy facility. And so the all the live action stuff takes place in, at, with the doctors and then the patients that go under. There's a new patient every week. They go under and then one of them comes in because they want to quit smoking. One of them's OCD, like things like that. And they, they want to cure, they want to get rid of that problem. But in this world and these people, like you know, they might wake up with something else that's wrong with them. Um, but yeah, they go under and it's like a workplace comedy. And uh, and it and it's really about these characters who work at a dream therapy facility, and we get a little bit of treatment in there as well. And so all of all of the live action um, is with the actors, and then all of the dreams take place in, in the animated world. Is it is it rotoscope or is it, it rotoscope yeah. animation? Yeah, with and
0: it's and you get to have fun in there. And it's,
3: uh, oh yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty wild place in there. And uh, <laughs> and I, you know that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't. I I've been hearing that. That kind of thing, my whole life. Like, how did you think of that? Where did you come? And it's just like I and I've I come. Like, I thought about it and I wrote it down as like my answer because I uh, I don't know. I just I. It's kind of a form of meditation when I'm writing. I, I visualize. I visualize what's happening in the surroundings, and uh, I just go. I just go deep, and um, and I just go inside mm-hmm. of of myself, uh, and then just let it kind of flow out. Uh, that's that's really that's the bottom line there well, I think people are going to dig it i can 't wait for
0: it to come out i know it 's yeah. been a long long <laughs> journey and you are still currently editing or you're yeah, almost yeah. done
3: the The animators are animating now, and the uh there's still an edit that 's where i 'm going after this i'm okay. going to uh back to the edit so there it's a it's a dense it 's a dense show so it's it doesn 't edit quick and you know it's it, but it it'll be worth it there's a a lot of you know uh, it's We took a little time there's a lot of craft involved it's it's not just uh the a normal it's not a normal show and when's the release date when's it supposed to come out i think they're now just waiting to see if we finish on time gotcha
0: <laughs> so you got but, some so you still have some time you're going to still be in the bay for a while okay yeah
3: yeah yeah okay. uh we we're supposed to hand it in in, in um augustish
0: oh
1: okay uh
3: so you know, We'll see. I've, there's some rumors of the fall, but I, I, there's not a date. Okay. There's not okay.
1: a date. But you guys, listeners, you can keep your ears peeled and eyes peeled for uh, Dream Cor- Corp. Dream Corp LLC. LLC. Yeah.
0: And, and <clears throat> I, I will uh, finish on this great story. So my nephew <clears throat> Ben worked on the show, day one of filming. <laughs> he tells me this story at the wrap party. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't know. I, I, you want to tell it or should I tell the story about Ben? Tell it. All right. He comes over here and goes, I got to tell you a story about your nephew on day one of filming. They okay. line up the first shot. And guess whose nephew, who's not hired to be an actor, is just standing way in the background, staring at the camera, watching the scene. He has no idea he's on camera. No.
3: no. So the, the cameraman is like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> Day one. Day one. And he was like, and I, 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 I watched that back probably like 10 times I'm in the edit. I'm like, oh, shit. Ben is a really good
0: He's kid. A He's a really kid. kid. He's a really hard worker. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's, funny. that's funny. That is just that funny. That is welcome <laughs> to Hollywood, man. Everybody, but everybody
1: makes, I mean, we've all done that <laughs> shit. You know, like, hey, 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 moron, you can't yeah. stand there. Like, oh, I
0: didn't know is I was supposed like... to stand somewhere. But it gives you, it breaks the ice in the edit right away. You oh get to God. laugh about something yeah. immediately. Yeah. Like,
2: look at this clown. <laughs> yeah. That is, <laughs> that is fantastic
0: That's great <laughs> um, Anything else going on In your life That you want to talk about Like promote or anything like that Or is this it This has consumed this is, you This yeah, is the this great is stuff this is what I do
3: This is what I do um, that's, that's what's up Well um, it's
1: a good story And it's a long It's very informative actually This is a very Yeah Very uh, along the lines Of what we like Hollywood Anonymous to be and I can't thank you enough for taking time
0: away yeah, from work no because you obviously did. You, you you skipped going in for a little while to come and do this, and I really do appreciate oh, it.
3: No, I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thanks for being on the show. I'm going to end on a, on a sadder note. I just got a
1: text that uh, my friend Mike Wayner's father has passed away. So it's so, when uh, Mike listens to the show. So <clears throat> sorry about that, Mikey. Uh, I'll be home in July. We'll, uh, we'll have beers and uh, reminisce. Thinking about you, buddy.